NBL now on a Friday morning. The hoops just keep on coming. We're into round 13. Adelaide played Perth last night. There's some big news off the court as well. One of the lead coaching candidates in the, the upcoming cycle of head coaches is off the market. And then, of course, we're heading toward the new year with plenty more hoops to come. Let's get into it. Friday morning, NBL Now, Joel Peterson and Liam Santamaria with you as we tick over almost into the new year. G'day, Liam. Good to see you. G'day, Joel. Good to see you. I hope you're enjoying the festive season. And can I start today by sending out a big happy birthday to my man, Tommy Greer, the CEO of the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix. He's a milestone man today, Joel. It's a big round number and... Um, now, wishing him many happy returns. Yeah, happy thirtieth, Tommy. It's uh, it's a good time. <laughs> it's a good time to be alive. Uh, but yeah, it's. Uh, I tell you what, he's uh, hoping for another birthday present on Saturday night, perhaps after a pretty good one on uh, on Christmas Day. That's uh, absolutely for sure for the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix. Um, let's get into to last night's game, Adelaide and Perth. Uh, Eighteen point win to the Wildcats, and it was it was pretty clinical from them. Really put up a hundred on Adelaide and uh, they move a game ahead of Tassie in second, which is significant. They're rolling. They are rolling. Do you remember October when when the Wildcats couldn't win a game and, and Bryce Cotton wasn't Bryce Cotton and the Red Army were calling for John Rilly's head? Like it feels like a, a previous season, doesn't it? I mean, this Wildcats team have now won nine of their past 11 and that's just the results. When you watch the game, they just look like a totally different team. Uh, the way in which they're they're focused on getting Bryce Cotton the ball in good situations, the way he's ultra-focused on making sure he gets done with the ball, what he always has done in, in the NBL. And um, the ball movement is really nice. I, I really enjoyed some elements of last night where they were whipping the ball around the perimeter and they had Adelaide chasing. And just quietly... And I'm not sure whether I've been bullied into it by John Rilly with his comments in post-game press conferences or not, but I am now a the latest member, maybe not the latest member, but a full card-carrying member of the Christian Doolittle uh, Appreciation Society. So count me in amongst that group. I was, I was going to ask you about, uh, we speak so much about Bryce Cotton, but Christian Doolittle's become so important to their team and contributing in so many ways. I mean, at the start of the season, you, a couple of games in, you were looking at him going, hmm, is he going to be the real deal? Uh, the answer is yes, definitively. Yeah, I, I actually mentioned this on a broadcast at one point. When we called it the last game between Perth in Adelaide, we were in the arena, Drewy, Case and I, and in the pregame uh, in the corridors, we caught up with John Rilly and the team was, you know, not rolling at that point. We asked him about Christian Doolittle and he said, he's, he's going to be great. He's going to be really, really good for us. Um, he was saying, think of kind of, Drewy, your Melbourne Tigers teams, a guy like Marcus Timmons, who whilst you and Copes were getting all the attention, uh, Marcus was just going along being a really important contributor and helping you win games. Well, that's Christian Doolittle right now. And we know John Rilly plays a pretty tight rotation. Man, he finds it hard to get Doolittle off the floor. He's so versatile. He can guard right across the, the roster. Um, he's an important piece for them when they play Melbourne United because of the way he guards Matthew Delavadova. We saw that on the 23rd under the open air. So, um, yeah, he's been fantastic. 
They're an intriguing watch, the Wildcats in Adelaide. Uh, still bottom of the table, so no backup win for Scott Ninnis after his first one on Christmas Eve. Uh, while we're on the Wildcats and, and Adelaide United, there's a nice little segue here. Uh, Trevor Gleeson, the news came out yesterday, the, the five-time championship winning coach with the Wildcats. He's heading back to the NBA. He'll be an assistant on Adrian Griffin's Milwaukee Bucks staff, uh, and it, that's been an interesting job so far this year. Um, but he's he's headed back to the NBA, so he's out of the, the NBL head coaching market. He is. He is. Now, I know some people that will be listening, uh, Joel, will want me to pick you up on your little soccer uh, slip of the tongue. Adelaide 36ers, not Adelaide United, but yep. we'll, we'll, put, we'll, we'll push on. Um, congratulations to Trevor because uh, he's back in the association, which is great. He's on one of those uh, coaching staffs over in the States. And, you know, he was pretty careful to make sure he, um, you know, played some of these coaching advances in the NBL with a straight bat over recent weeks and months from with regards to Adelaide and with regards to Illawarra and he was very respectful about their attention and the and the questions coming from the general public but you know he was always looking to get back into this type of situation so cool to see him back there and um, you know hopefully he sticks you know because uh, I would love to see him one day grow into being an NBA head coach. And, um, you know, now that he's got his foot back in the door on one of those coaching staffs, um, he's back on that kind of trajectory. Yeah, it'd be great to see. It'd be a remarkable journey. In terms of how it changes the landscape now for uh, NBL head coaches, he would have been the number one candidate. He would have been top of everyone's list. So if you're Illawarra and you're, you're looking for a new coach at the end of the season, despite what Justin Tatum's doing at the moment, if you're Adelaide and, and you're in that market as well, and, and who who else, who knows who else will pop up in there, um, how does it change how teams now approach finding a new head coach? Well, I think it's helpful because um, whilst you might be disappointed that Trevor Gleeson's not going to be your, your head coach, you know now that you can just get on with looking at other people and taking them seriously. And sometimes, you know, when you're after a particular player or a particular coach, um, you can be held ransom by their decision-making process. And so that's not the state of play now with regards to Trevor Gleeson. And these team, teams can go back to looking elsewhere, looking at the guys they've currently got in those interim spots. And Justin Tatum, as we know, is flying like an eagle right now or like a hawk, perhaps. Um, but uh, or are the other candidates who have thrown their hat in the ring or who you're keen to have a conversation with? He's just soaring, keeping those eyes fixed, just trying to pick off any prey down at uh, ground level at the moment. He's, uh, he's Justin Tatum. The Hawks are going, going pretty well. How cool, by the way, just on Justin Tatum, how cool is that photo of him after the game on Christmas Day with that, that emoji face of yep. the little wry smile? It was very, very nice. Yeah, he's, uh, he's an expressive dude. He's, uh, he's fun to keep an eye on during games. Uh, let's take a look at tonight's game. So Sydney and Cairns, two teams that in recent weeks have been really up and down. We saw a great performance out of the Kings against Tassie, not so good against New Zealand, and Cairns are as unpredictable as anything. What do you think we get tonight? Well, I'm hoping we get a desperate Sydney Kings team. I'm hoping we get a team that looks like um, that – they have lost five of their last seven games. And by that, I mean not a team that's dragging their feet, but a team that's really going out and trying to get that game, playing with some intensity. Um, 
you know, we've, we saw a bounce back performance at the defensive end against Tasmania in Tasmania a little while ago. But I'm looking for more than that tonight. I'm looking for some energy and some emotion and some passion from that group. You know, there's some guys that are cru- that just kind of cruise a little in their mentality on the floor with that team. And as a result, um, you know, games have been getting away from them. So that's what I'm looking at from them. Cairns, geez, you just never know what, what they're going to dish up and what. Um, they're always going to play with passion and energy and intensity because to Jim McCall and, you know, uh, those, you know, Pat Miller, those kind of guys are on that team. But, you know, can they play efficiently and, you know, and uh, at a high level? They're coming off that Boxing Day loss to Perth. But that's what I'm looking for from Sydney in particular tonight, a little bit of obvious desperation. Uh, and of course, all these games, we, we like to hi- highlight our next uh, matchups. There's been some really good ones in recent times too. Alex Tui and Bobby Clintman, uh, both doing some really nice things for their respective sides. They'll probably see a little bit of time guarding one another tonight, I would have thought. Yeah, I suspect so. Bobby obviously played really well the other day. They lost had 24 points and he was plus 17 in that loss. So he's bringing in some good confidence. Um, Tui, the, the numbers weren't there for him in his last game. He had 15 points and I think seven boards in that game in New Zealand prior to that. Um, but, look, he started every game for Sydney so far. It'd be interesting to see if they do tinker with their starting lineup again. Obviously, Galloway came in, Denzel Valentine came out. Do they roll with that same look or do they flip it up again? Um, but, yeah, no, there's going to be good matchups. Pat Miller and Jalen Adams at the point guard position. It's going to be fun to watch as well. Two very different uh, players, uh, but they can both do some some great things. Tomorrow night, we've got Brisbane and South East Melbourne. All of a sudden, the Bullets are on a four-game slide, and South East Melbourne are you know, maybe back in business a little bit, coming off a really good win. Uh, Mitch Creek is back in for South East, which is significant. He told us in our broadcast on Wednesday night that he is 100%. He's ready to go. And, of course, Casey Prather, comes in for mm. Brisbane. We'll, we'll talk about the inclusions in a second, but one thing I want to know is um, we, the, our friends in southeast Queensland, Liam, they've been going through a pretty rough time at the moment in terms of weather. Yourself, you're a, you, you're there on Brisbane Island. You're camped Ooh, out. You've geez. been bunkering down. Have you got a boat? Have you got a plane? Is, it, is some transport ready to take you off the island or are you ready to just sort of hold on for the ride? Well, there's no transport available because I'm the last one standing. That's for sure. Castaway. So it might be a smoke signals type of operation or a castaway build and raft. But I tell you what, I'm packing up my stuff. Now, I haven't I haven't set sail just yet, Joel, but I'm packing up my stuff right now. So looking for a bounce back performance from Brisbane and a full 40-minute showing and a whole bunch of Rocco Zakowski. Keep him on the floor when the game's on the line. If he's having a massive impact, please, Justin. Yep, I thought he should have stayed on the floor late in that game. And uh, a guy who will be back in the, in the team for South East Melbourne tonight in Mitch Creek agreed uh, with that on, on Wednesday night. Uh, so he comes back, but Casey Prather is in for Brisbane. And, and that's a Ooh. significant get. It is. Uh, might take him a whole little minute. So that's the expectation for me. But excited to see him back out there on the floor. I mean, um, this is a dude, Joel, as you know, that won three straight championships in his first three years in the league with two different teams. Um, And, man, he was huge in all of those squads, even that 2018 Melbourne championship where, you know, Chris Golding was the Larry Sankstock medalist. Man, if you go back and watch that series and you watch that game five, Casey Prather was enormous for that team. So uh, hopefully we see him back to his best uh, quickly in the NBL. Absolutely. Uh, A tip 
Liam, on that one tonight? Oh, sorry, tomorrow night, Brisbane and southeast Melbourne. Oh, Joel, you've put me on, a, on the spot there. Um, um, I think southeast Melbourne with Creaky back in the mix. Yeah, the reason I ask is because I think it's actually, it may not be the world's best game, but I think it'll be a really interesting, intriguing contest. And I yeah. think, you know, in Brisbane, evenly matched, that'll be a good one to, to keep an eye on. We roll through the new year as well, Liam. So two games on New Year's Eve, Illawarra taking on Adelaide and Cairns taking on Melbourne. And then we get mm-hmm. to New Year's Day, New Zealand, who are, who are back in form in a big way. They, they tackle the jack jumpers down in Tassie. But uh, the breakers are rolling all of a sudden. They are. In fact, the breakers aren't just finding a bit of form. I think, Joel, they are one of the three best teams in the league right now. The Breakers. Now that they've got Zion Cheatham back, now that they've got Will McDowell White back, I know Findelani's out of the lineup right now, but my man from Lithuania is scoring at a very nice level as a starter on the wing. Anthony Lamb, Parker Jackson, Cartwright, man. They've just the names just keep going. So now that they've got that squad almost all together, and um, they're playing with a bit of confidence. Melbourne, Perth, New Zealand, they're the three best teams in the league right now. Okay, that is a uh, that is a big statement. And, of course, they've got an A-grade head coach in Moda Mayor to chuck into the mix too, which is, uh, which is pretty nice to have. So that rolls us through to New Year's Day with Tassie and New Zealand, uh, 4 o'clock Eastern Daylight Time. And, of course, once we get through that, Liam, we'll be looking for a weekend Headline to sum up the week. Have you? Have you? Uh, do you want to kick things off, or would you like me to go first? Uh, go for. You can go first. All right. I'm going to stay right exactly where we were, and it might be a little bit of a bold prediction, but I think it leapfrogs off yours. It's pretty simple, and it's just Happy New Zealand. <laughs> they're going to be winners of four in a row. I think they're going to beat Tassie on New Year's Day. Okay. So okay. not you know, like Happy that. New Year, Happy New Zealand. All right. Well, I'm going to stay with the same type of theme. I always like the New Year's Eve games, Illawarra and Cairns. They put on a good show. And if Illawarra beat Adelaide on New Year's Eve, and it will be their fifth win from their past seven games, it's obvious, it's straightforward, but I suspect the Illawarra Mercury will run with something along the lines of New Year, New Hawks. Yeah, I like that. Uh, and that would move them. They just keep them moving up the standings too. They've got a couple of games in hand on everyone, the Illawarra Hawks, and uh, they are playing some some nice basketball at the moment. So uh, it's a jam-packed slate right and through until the new year. Hopefully uh, those celebrations are, are done safely with family and friends and uh, with the basketball on the TV as well. Liam, uh, happy new year to you. Look forward to chatting to you again soon. Cheers, Joel. Same to you. Happy New Year to everyone listening out there. Plenty more hoops coming up right across the weekend in the Hungry Jacks NBL.